0: The U.S. government has given the go-ahead for the backed ETF to launch next month. That's right, babies got backed. The IRS knows exactly how much Bitcoin users owe the U.S. Treasury because they're the tax man, oh yeah. They're the tax man. And Binance announces a competitive alternative to Facebook's Libra, and Venus was her name. Not only do you get the latest blockchain and crypto news, but each story comes with a song reference. What more could you possibly want from a podcast? Stories and songs. It's what we do for episode number 299 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. And welcome to the Bad Crypto Songcast, the show for the crypto harmonious. And I'm Joel Com. And I'm Venus. Venus was his name. <laughs> so, can you name the two bands that had hits? with the song Venus. Mm, you know I know
1: that song and Venus was her I think it's like Banana Rama or something. I don't know if that's the Yeah, so is that Banana
0: Rama, so okay. did the 80s dance club remake. Okay. Uh but it's a remake of a song from 1970. The Do you know who did the end? That's, you know, not bad. That's a, good guess, not a bad so throw guess. that out there, wasn't it? Yeah, but but wrong. Uh, the the correct answer is the band Shocking Blue. Wow, I heard of them? Yeah, shocking, shocking blue. Actually, released October second, nineteen sixty nine, and it is a stories and songs episode, folks. Joel, come here, Travis, right there. This is the bad news episode. And from the polling we did on the Bad Crypto Mastermind, Mister Travis Wright, we discovered that this is the favorite episode. Of uh the shows that we do each week.
1: Yeah. So if this is your first time listening to a bad crypto, please hit subscribe. iTunes likes that. And uh so does Mr. Joel Calm. Mr. Joel Call me like that. I dig like it. That? That's good. Stuff. I totally dig yeah, it. it. I'm down with that's it. That's good. And if you want to learn more about blockchain and Bitcoin from the ground up, we've made it super easy for you. Badco.in, that's b-a-d-c-o.in forward slash basics. Go there and that's 10 of the foundational episodes guaranteed
0: to get you up to speed, give you what you need and to be totally bad. You're assuming that people are starting from the ground up, some are starting from underground. It's true. Uh, don't be don't be sea levelist.
1: Hey, I'm just travelist. saying if you like what you hear and uh, subscribe if you want to learn more, we put 10 episodes in a little pack for you to listen to to get you
0: Going. And not only that, but we're bringing you a sponsor who's bringing this show to you that has an opportunity for you to get something free, totally, completely free. Well, when you sign up and, and use the platform, it's eToro. And they really are the best way to be smart about trading crypto. It's a great platform. They're one of the largest trading platforms in the world. They've got over $1 trillion. Even Dr. Evil, you know, they couldn't say $1 trillion because. That's just unfathomable how much money that is. They do that much trading volume on the platform each year. And now, as a U.S. customer, you can trade the most popular crypto assets with low, transparent fees. And you could even build a virtual trading platform. They give you a hundred thousand dollars in fake monies to play with. Eleven million eToro traders around the world can't be wrong. Time to ditch Coinbase, time to ditch Robinhood. And if you create an account today at badco.in forward slash eToro, fund it with at least $50 and then buy some cryptos with it, we'll send you some bad coin socks. Ah, Your feet are going to love them. They're soft, they're vibrant red and black, and they've got the bad coin logo all over them. Badco.in forward slash eToro. Get it done today. And now, the news. Timestamp, August 22nd, 10.53 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. The market cap for all the cryptos on CoinGecko dot com 267 billion dollars bitcoin ten thousand one hundred and eleven ethereum one ninety one xrp 27 cents bitcoin cash three oh seven litecoin 73 and a half binance 27 dollars eos 365 tether a buck bitcoin sv 135 dollars in cardano oh oh no you didn't five cents a nickel for you right there rounding out the top ten
1: there you go nickel for your thoughts very good Ah, uh, thank you, Coin Gecko, for providing us with all the amazing thoughts and numbers. There, great stuff. We got some good news today, don't, know, don't
0: we? Uh, we there's some good news and the bad news. I think that I think that that is uh, true. And one of those is that uh, we might finally know who Satoshi Nakamoto is. Yeah,
1: we've got somebody else who has said that they are Satoshi Nakamoto. Now, if you listen to our episode badco.in forward slash two nine four, we did a pretty extensive. Lowdown on who Satoshi Nakamoto was. We did not include this person.
0: Well, we didn't know who this person was, and you know, so my initial response to it is, mm, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but this dude hired a publicist and set up a website. He said that he was going to reveal his identity, and he has. Uh, the website is actually called Satoshi nrh.com, of course, links to this is uh, in all of our stories are in the show notes at badcode.in forward slash 299. Apparently, his name is James Bilal Khalid Khan. That's right, James Khan. Ha,
1: nice. And who knows, this could be a con. Didn't he say that he's lost all of his Bitcoin?
0: Yeah, so he actually talks in here about basically creating the The Bitcoin white paper, working very closely with Hal Finney. Hal was basically his mentor and his go to guy, and he he mined those early Bitcoin and uh, lost them on a uh, a crashed hard drive, and has been embarrassed about that. Is uh, was scared and wanted his privacy, and now feels like it's time to come forward and own that he is Satoshi.
1: Mm. Okay. Well, you know what? I don't know if this is true or not. I think that it's it's interesting to say I, I could say I'm Satoshi Nakamoto and create a great web page and be like, "Oh, and I lost all my 1 million 1.1 million bitcoins too, but I'm I'm Satoshi Nakamoto." Come on. The guy, the person, whoever the entity, the woman, the group of people, uh, the zers, whoever created Bitcoin You know, was such an expert in cryptography and all this other stuff that I don't believe that they would have all of them in one place on one hard drive and have it be crashed. So I don't know. I've read through this and I read through it with it was really hard to read when your eyes are kind of rolled. Have you ever tried that?
0: <laughs> well, the dude is deep into numerology. Mm-hmm. Like you know, the reason that Bitcoin is named Bitcoin is a is a salute to an or a banking organization that um, you know shared the vision more of what Bitcoin was all about. The BCCI, the uh, the Bank of Credit and Commerce International, and and he gets into some really interesting theories here. He also shows how he registered a domain name um, around the time that the Bitcoin white paper came out. And and I could see where you're, you know why your eyes are rolling. Um, it, the only thing that does make sense to me is that if you lost your Bitcoin, it would explain why you haven't moved any. I mean, come on, if you're Satoshi, how have you not moved a single Bitcoin out of your initial wallet?
1: Well, you know, if you listen to the episode 294, I would say that my theory is because the guy's in prison, the guy who created Bitcoin, in my opinion, now, after going down that rabbit hole of, of Paul LaRue, the Salachi guy, you know, the guy who invented the cryptography algorithms that were being used to store all of Satoshi Nakamoto's crypto, he invented that, and he's like a cyber, cri- cyber criminal mastermind guy, and, you know, I don't know, so... Here's another guy who says they're Satoshi Nakamoto. Who is Satoshi Nakamoto? We still don't know. We just have a lot of people who say they are. But nobody has accessed any of their original crypto. I would say that if Satoshi Nakamoto, the genius that he, she, it was, uh, would have diversified all their crypto not on one hard drive. That seems to me to be foolish. I don't think they would have done that
0: do you well all, i i don't know all i can tell you about this uh james Balil con con man thing is one is the loneliest number one as far as he's
1: concerned the loneliest number yeah. all right let's keep going we got a lot of news we uh we, let's not banter as much on the rest of the news that we got a lot of to go through today
0: and now with less banter
1: and now yeah
0: <laughs> okay so what's next big big story go for it
1: all right big story baby got backed uh, they said that it's cleared to launch Bitcoin futures next month. So we've been hearing about Backed for a very long time. We said, "Hey, what's up with Backed? What are they going to do? Are they going to launch? Is it going to be powering Starbucks?" Right? We've heard all these different rumors for it, and they they announced this past Friday that that it, that it had acquired a New York State trust charter through the New York State Department of Financial Services, and that approval clears the way for them to begin offering their highly anticipated. Physically settled Bitcoin futures contracts, Mr. Joe they're going
0: to start on September 23rd. It's actually going to happen. It's a daily contract. It's going to be margined, and it provides an alternative to unregulated spot markets for traders. So, well, we'll you know, we'll see what happens. I don't know that it's really moved the markets that much. Of course, you know, we've seen Bitcoin take a bit of a dump over this last week and initially ran up to it was pushing eleven thousand. and yesterday we saw it dip below 10 again and it's just kind of hovering in that space right there i'm not sure if backed is going to move the uh, the market or not but it is nice to see regulators giving the okay on that
1: yeah so what's going to be interesting is they have daily contracts and monthly contracts and the monthly contracts will allow any investor to take a view on bitcoin up to 12 months out so it's like What do we think Bitcoin's going to be in August of 2020? Well, you can make bets on that. And we've heard a lot of astronomical numbers of what it could be uh, 12 months out. So that's going to be interesting to see what the general consensus of people are who are investing in Bitcoin futures, what they think the price is going to be in 12 months. And then, you know, maybe it will run up. Maybe it won't. Who knows?
0: So did you know that the International Exchange owned the New York Stock Exchange? That's that's what ice is. Mm-hmm. I, I ice it's not just for kicking illegal, you know, immigrants up.
1: Yeah, and it's not just for
0: delicious beverages to keep your beverages cold. And it's not just uh, for a knockoff of under pressure, you know, for ice ice
1: maybe. All right, stop. The New York Stock Exchange is going to be offering futures paid out in Bitcoin. <laughs> so, their parent company is going to do it. No, that's nice. All right, next up Bitcoin's drop most likely not triggered by a scam dump. Researchers are saying here in Bloomberg, Bitcoin dropped it like it's hot, dropped it like it's hot. And uh, the the the. so we've seen, you know, Bitcoin almost go up to 12 grand and we've seen it drop. We go like just Joel was just mentioning. And, you know, if you pay attention to that, a lot of times you can see whales moving in and out. Uh, we were talking to the guys from Beards and Bitcoin uh, when we were at the the podcast movement and they have a tool that they're able to look at and say, oh, look, Somebody had recommended it to them, and they were like, oh, look, you can see here's a big whale moving in some crypto, moving out some crypto. So you can normally tell if you have the right tools when whales are moving in and out, you know, big amounts of money. And they seem to think that this was not caused by that. So this is just actual uh, the the market doing what the market does, Mr. Jocom.
0: Good to know. Uh, you know, I, look – Scam artists and pumpers and dumpers and whales have manipulated financial markets ever since there's been financial markets, and so I I think that there's enough legitimate interest now in Bitcoin, uh, both from the financial markets and from you know businesses that we're going to see less and less influence as a percentage of the volume you know coming from coming from uh, scammers mm-hmm, and stuff. Mm-hmm. And speaking of legitimacy, the Winklevi twins in the news again. Of course, they found the Gemini crypto exchange, and we had lengthy discussions about them with Ben Mesrick on an episode not too long ago talking about Bitcoin billionaires. Yeah, maybe and, Satoshi and-
1: Nakamoto should have done what, what uh, they did and took their private keys and delivered them all over the place instead of leaving it all in one stupid hard drive.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Dumb Satoshi. So dumb. And of course, Zuckerberg comes along and calls, you know, his new coin Libra. You know, why another sign of the Zodiac? So Mm. now they're in talks to say that maybe they're going to join the Libra Association.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, Cameron Winklevall, he told CNN that Libra represents a step towards mass adoption of crypto. And that's kind of what they've been working towards. And he thinks there's a day in the future where we can't live without crypto or imagine a world before crypto. And even though, you know, Zuckerberg is their arch nemesis, I mean, you've seen, probably seen the movie, The Social Network, right? That was a book also by Ben Mesrick. And now he's followed that up with the Bitcoin billionaires and talking about, you know, the Winklevite twins and and their journey there. And, you know, in, in, in The Social Network, you know, Zuckerberg was looked at as Boy Wonder and the and the Winklevi twins were looked up as kind of, you know, the douchey jocks, but the the script has been flipped. And in the second book, right, the, the Winklevi are the actual heroes of the story, and Zuckerberg's kind of the douche nozzle. And so, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they've gone back and forth and back and forth to see if they actually can work together or not on that association because Gemini is pretty legit. It's one of the only ones that is uh, based in New York and has that the New York license there and uh, so I don't know interesting let's, let's see how this plays out Mr. Jolcom.
0: do you think if John Lennon were still alive today he would rephrase imagine all the cryptos living life in peace probably not probably, probably wouldn't do that okay so and they're not the only ones looking at Libra in fact Binance has come out now And they've announced that they are going to launch their own currency ecosystem with a blockchain project titled Venus, which is focused on developing localized stable coins worldwide.
1: Venus was its name. Bom, 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 bom. Top crypto exchange, yeah. So no, this, these stable coins are really important. Those are what you know you're, you're pricing your cryptos to. A lot of times, these stable coins, are, you're pulling out your crypto and storing them in the stable coins that are pegged to you know a dollar, or they're pegged to the British pound, or they're pegged to you know whatever uh, those those fiat currencies. And so a lot of people in the existing financial world really feel those are are the way to go. And uh, so they're gonna they're gonna try to do what they can do to go right up against. Libra Now, Libra's had some challenges in America with regulation and some Congress people telling them to not do it, not go forward. Well, the cat's out of the bag. All they would have to do is just move their headquarters to another country and do it anyway, right? So how are they going to stop it?
0: I thought the cat was in the cradle. Mm. I was the, the silver the spoon. Yeah. Right. So you know venus again a nod to astrology because venus is the goddess of love venus's own name so you know this whole it, it's kind of funny because we've got all these astrology names that we talk about crypto going to the moon right so right. crypto's out of this world
1: i think we're gonna and now's the perfect time to announce our new stable coin we're calling it pisces it's a pisces of sh- and you don't want to deal with it
0: I thought I thought we'd call it Taurus because it's BS.
1: Oh, it is. It's good. And we're both Tauruses. Right. We're both born in the We're both Tauruses.
0: So Badcoin should be known as the Taurus coin.
1: Yeah, we're, we're Tori. <laughs> That's very good.
0: So if you Speaking ever of Tauruses, like-
1: El Toro, go to badco.in forward slash El Toro. Get yourself some bad coin socks. <laughs>
0: And if you ever feel like somebody's watching me, well, they are. The IRS is watching you. If you're a U.S. citizen, according to this article on the Merkle, which appears to be back, Mr. Travis Wright, it went away and now it's back as the Merkle.com. The headline of the article says the IRS perfectly knows how much Bitcoin users owe in taxes, specific amounts. I I don't understand. What are they? Are they like? Didn't they send out? Reports? They
1: send out some letters. Like they sent out about twenty thousand letters or so to folks mm-hmm. who had traded crypto previous to two thousand seventeen or something. And it mm-hmm. says it explains how much taxes are owed. It, not only does it confirm the IRS has a database, but uh, it also the amount may be lower than traders expected. Even so, it'd be best to not ignore this letter if you have received a letter from them, and uh, so they know they're. You know, and I think that as markets become more mature, more of these exchanges are becoming, you know, sanctioned in the U.S. and they'll be working with the 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 U.S. and the IRS. It sounds like, then, uh, you know, I think that maybe maybe we'll get more we'll get more play from the U.S. government about Bitcoin and crypto. They're like, oh well, they're getting their tax money, so you know, why why are we losing all of our innovation?
0: then. These know. these letters are detailed too, Travis. It actually says on the letter how much, you know, you would owe if you got one. I'm, I'm really curious if any citizens of the Republic received one of these letters, would love to see it. In fact, if you want to send it to us anonymously, even blacking out, you know, your name and address and all that so we don't have any of your personal information, I would just like to see what one of these letters looks like. Bad Podcast at gmail.com is where you could forward that to if you don't mind sharing, sharing and re- is re- redact what you need to redact and that's mm-hmm. fine
1: but so you know we've, you know mr jocon we've talked a lot about how how bitcoin is a scam and blockchain is a fad right <laughs> well new zealand just became the first country to legalize salary payments in crypto they're going to allow people to get paid in bitcoin which you know what? It's a great idea, except when Bitcoin goes down, it's like, oh, I just got my paycheck, two thousand nineteen hundred, $1, eighteen hundred dollars, seventeen hundred, sixteen hundred dollars, <laughs> fourteen hundred dollars. <laughs> oh, twenty two hundred dollars, twenty four hundred dollars. Oh, eighteen hundred dollars. I better yeah. I better cash this out.
0: <laughs> it's like that. I don't have a good uh song for this one, Mr. Travis, right? I mean New Zealand is kind of close to a land down under. It is a land down under. It's just a different land down under.
1: Well, well, miss it. maybe we could do a song from New Zealand's number three top folk duo. Because uh, it's business time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> our listeners are, are either loving or hating the show yeah. right now. Flight
1: of the Concords, if you don't know them, you're not our friends.
0: Yeah, the one of the funniest, uh, sp- uh, what do you call them, not a spoof band. Uh, I, it's uh, sort of a parody, satire type parody. band. Yeah, yeah but parody. So-
1: they're really funny. They create a lot of funny, unique, random songs. They did have a show on HBO for a couple of seasons and uh, good stuff.
0: Hopping over to China, apparently the one is getting weaker and weaker and crypto in China is becoming more in demand. You know, we've got a serious trade war happening with China here in the U.S. right now. China, they're not playing fair in China. I can't do a Trump. I wish I could. I can't.
1: You just gotta say huge. Things gonna be absolutely
0: huge. You know this is true. I don't know. I just I just I want to I want to hear Trump say the word douche canoe.
1: <laughs> we had a conversation about that. There is no. I mean, we've talked. There's a douche bag. There's a douche nozzle. There is no douche canoe. That's just a. Made yeah, what is a
0: t- douche? What is it? Is like how <laughs> is somebody a douche canoe? I could see like. You know, if if they took a canoe out to you know out onto the the waters, and that's where people douche, then that would be a douche canoe. But
1: <laughs> does anybody actually ever use douche canoe? I don't. That's not a term that's used normally. Like you said it, but nobody else says that. No
0: people do say that. They need to stop. Tell they, them I they, said need to, stop. <laughs> they need to stop. stop. Maybe silly. they need <laughs> to write a song about it. So anyway, uh, apparently the researchers at Reuters news agency says they've seen an uptick in activity at the crypto trading platforms that are popular with the Chinese. Over-the-counter brokers are middlemen for buyers and sellers, and they're seeing a lot of uh, activity as well.
1: Since the yuan is weakening, that is definitely boosting crypto amongst the Chinese investors. They are saying, oh, well, if my yuan are worth less, not worthless, but worth less, then I need to... You know, put my money in something that's potentially going to grow. And so they're moving over to crypto, even though there's been a ban on cryptos by the Chinese government since
0: 2017. Which has left their sad currency singing, Don't you want me, baby? I promised a damn song with every story. And I'm going to, it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. We're going to do it.
1: Yeah. That's so funny. I was like, really? We got to do a song for every episode. He goes, yeah, it's in the teaser. Every story. I was story. like, ugh. Sorry, folks. R-
0: write your own damn teaser if you mm-hmm. don't like it. <laughs> okay. What's up next? Oh, Kim is in the news.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lil Kim. Lil Kim's up in the news now. North Korea is funding its weapon program with stolen crypto. So. They said that uh, they have, you know, as much as $2 billion in cyber attacks on financial institutions and crypto exchanges. And it says that they now have over $2 billion in crypto that they've ganked, like gangsters, straight up.
0: What the heck? I mean, you're trying to gain legitimacy in the world. You're your own little dictatorship, a horrible, horrible regime. I mean, it, it needs to come down. It's, I, I understand um, our government trying to make nice, to, mm-hmm. to bring peace to uh, Korea and, you know, reunify. But, you know, if you're if you're a dictator, you got to think, do I want to keep all the power for myself and run things my way? Or do I want my people to prosper and be loved by everybody?
1: I, right. it just, and since the 50s, you know, this is the third this is the, the third generation of, the, of that family. And it's just, it is it's just horrible. If you look at the, the difference between South Korea and North Korea and how South Korea has just exploded with capitalism and the wealth opportunities there. And then you have the regime right above it, which is communism, straight up dictatorship. And everybody has to wear the same grayish brown <laughs> uniform. And it's very dreary. There's nobody smiling unless they're mandated to have to smile. Because, you know, I don't know, it's just sad. Like when those scenarios, the, those play out, it's just not, you can tell people are not happy living there.
0: Yeah, state-sponsored hackers from North Korea carried out attacks in India, and in Bangladesh, in Chile. This is something that uh, they've been doing, you know, digital attacks for quite some time, and, and their goal is to steal money. And and then I guess they can, you know, buy their uh, and fund their their nuclear warheads and you know remember the war song that's the one that comes to mind why can't we be friends
1: no I I like that one song war what is it good for absolutely Absolutely nothing nothing. except happening happening crypto hacking crypto is uh, something (laughs)
0: So speaking of failed regimes, let's jump over to South America. In Venezuela, once the richest nation in South America, and we see what socialism and their dictatorship has done for their economy, well, as a result, peer-to-peer Bitcoin and Dash transactions have gone way up. There's a chart for their inflation rate, which is approaching, what is it, 90,000 percent now 90,000 percent inflation and as a result people are turning in to two y-
1: two years and four months in 28 months it's gone up 90,000 percent since April of 17 that's that's what and actually no it looks like and then it started going up a little bit in like December of 2017 and then it really sort of just has just been taken off and we actually had a show the other day when we were talking about the World of Warcraft and the, the cryptocurrency or actually the digital currency that's within World of Warcraft is worth over seven times what a Venezuelan Bolivar is. A, a fake video game uh, is, is worth seven times the amount of that. So if you
0: actually not, were playing World not of Warcraft. It's a game. It's a real game.
1: No, it's a real game. I'm just saying if you were sitting there playing a video game, well, the fake currency, it's just a currency inside the game. If you were actually didn't have a job in Venezuela and instead spent all your time playing World of Warcraft and earning that digital gold, you would be more prosperous today than regular folks in Venezuela. That's
0: great. I'm going to correct you again. It's not a fake currency. It's a real game with a real currency that is used to purchase real world items, even if they're digital or virtual. It's still a real currency. It's just used in the game only. Just like right. there's all there's altcoins that are used mm-hmm. only in their ecosystem. So stop stop calling it fake, Mr. Travis, right? You're fake. It's fake it's fake news. Welcome to the <laughs> Fake News Podcast. There's a uh, great tweet that is in this article on Bitcoinist from Rhythm Trader and he this will put things in perspective. He said if you had a million dollars worth of Venezuelan bolivars in 2013, it would now be worth less than get this, 37 cents. A million dollars in Venezuelan bolifars, he says, now worth less than 37 cents. And he continues with, Bitcoin has no top because fiat has no bottom. Oh, oh mm. the, the fiat emperor does indeed have no clothing.
1: Mm. Hey, you know, another story around the same sort of topic. There's some political unrest going on over in Hong Kong. And as a result of that, Hong Kong is paying higher prices for Bitcoin right now. They had a huge, huge, uh, over this past weekend, just huge protest where they're protesting communism and protesting censorship, and they're they're not really big fans of mainland China there, and so they're fighting it, and then the police is just going crazy on them, and as a result of all of this disruption that's going on, uh, the P2P uh, Bitcoin Exchange, Local Bitcoins, is showing that traders are paying around $300 more per coin than anywhere else whenever this was created on on August 14th so there's a premium of about 2% in Hong Kong as you know they they're one of the latest jurisdictions to to see investors cruising into crypto
0: so yeah in fact when we see the cl- decline and collapse of fiat currencies it just seems to be inversely related and correlated to the rise of crypto you know it was just last week or so the Argentine peso had a collapse of about 50% mm-hmm. and the premium on local bitcoins was at one time a $1000 over the price
1: and there's a reason there's a reason for that Mr. Jokom is that China there is a sufficient local supply of bitcoin there's a lot of miners there there's a lot of exchanges there but in Argentina there is not as much local liquidity so that's why the price would probably be way higher in Argentina like we talked about that in last week's bad news it dropped fifty percent in one day. Their value of their currency, like that's crazy. If you had a, if you had a million dollars, all of a sudden now you have half a million dollars.
0: That is in one absolutely day, absolutely insane. But you know, it's difficult in in uh, South America. It's difficult in China, and the Chinese are fighting their own struggle. there in Hong Kong, and and they're saying, "Don't cry for me, Argentina." They, they, they did say that, and because because Argentina understands. Mm -hmm. totally do Mm -hmm. okay so let's go to the middle east now we're all over the world today mr travis right we are global teleportation is so powerful uh the folks in dubai are going to issue their own cryptocurrency position implementation policy and a blockchain report i think that dubai is definitely bullish on blockchain, I know they've got a big event coming up uh, soon here in November in Dubai, the UAE in general, and the government there are totally down with embracing blockchain. Mm-hmm. They see they see this is the future. Very
1: true. A lot of a lot of Middle Eastern companies or countries are actually doing that. So in in some of these countries, like they've never actually had like property deeds, right? And so like it said, well, this prince has given this land to this prince or this person and this now they own it. But it's never nothing has ever really been documented. So a lot of these a lot of these countries have have never had, you know, like land assessment happening or property assessment or any of that is stored in a database. And so, you know, land assessment is something that's needed. And, you know, it's it's the titles and stuff. So, you know, blockchain is huge with that because it can all be transparent. It can all be shown in countries like Dubai. With their smart D- Dubai initiative, they are sort of leading in, in the Middle East, leading the, the adoption of blockchain.
0: They are. And I was at a total loss for what song to reference here. But then you named Prince, Princes. And I'm like, you know what? Pick any Prince song here. And I think in the, um, the flavor of crypto, I think let's go crazy. Is going to have to be the song. You know, on our last episode, we talked to the folks from Particle, particle Particle.io. And I just wanted to give a quick shout out that their open marketplace is now live on the main net. And uh, you guys can can try this out. It's completely decentralized. No third party control over it whatsoever. Total peer to peer marketplace. Now, I I hope it doesn't become like um, the Silk Road where people are transacting dangerous, you know, type of. Items. Well, here's,
1: the, here's the thing is, is like, if you don't know where the store is, like you can't see the store, right. That's the thing about it. So the, a lot of the stores are anonymous, completely decentralized. There's no staff or support team to em- enforce the rules and policies. I think the only difference is, is that, you know, um, you know, dude with uh, Ross Ulbricht, he was sort of, you know, helping facilitate some of those things and and was all about that. So, you know, I think with this one right here, it's like, no, nope, we're going to have a, tra- we're going to have a marketplace, be legit, don't be, don't be doing the illegal stuff, but there's no support team or staff to enforce rules or policies because it's decentralized. So who knows? It could be a whole other, it could be a whole other uh, rabbit hole.
0: Well, any way you look at it, there's going to be some people that are riding dirty and white and nerdy. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's a double shot right there. Oh, nice. <clears throat> So speaking of uh, tears in the crypto world, because don't cry for me, Argentina, Charlie Lee says nobody is interested in working on the Litecoin protocol.
1: Mm. Well, it was leaked conversations between Charlie Lee and other principal actors involved with the Litecoin Is saying that no significant work is being done on the crypto, on the code since the start of 2019. And when that news happened, you know, the price of Litecoin has, has dropped since then, Mr. Jokom.
0: I know it's sad, and uh, Mike Novogratz said that Litecoin is a glorified test net for Bitcoin. I mean, the the only real thing in my understanding that's different between Litecoin and Bitcoin is Litecoin is four times faster.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? There's yep. four times. Ty- there's four times the supply. But uh, come on, guys, get to work on on Litecoin because yeah, get
1: on it. What do you guys don't doing? Make, don't What's make
0: Charlie. It? Don't make Charlie sad. Charlie created a good thing.
1: Dude, he was so smart getting out at 300 bucks plus on his Litecoin. That's all I know. Good Lord. He
0: was super smart. Also smart are the cats at NASGO. Of course, we are advisors on this project, and uh, we we really dig what Steve and and, uh, Eric are doing over there. And they want to make artists able to use crypto so that people can access their exclusive content directly without using traditional distribution channels, you know, so whether it's, you know, videos, music, fan club benefits, or whatever they are creating their blockchain is created to help empower artists.
1: Yeah, because really, you know, artists and even regular folks on social media have sort of become enslaved to, you know, those big tech companies like that we create all this great content on Facebook. We create all this great content on Instagram. We're not getting paid for any of that, right? That's like free labor. And then they take those digital assets that have been created created, and monetize their communities. Well, now imagine, and then and then, if those big tech companies don't like you, then they just demonetize you and deplatform you. And then you, not only do you lose all your content, but you lose all your audience. And so the ability to, for artists to be able to you know, kind of go their own way, create their own blockchain and enable interaction with their own fans. I think that's something that's going to be really huge, not only artists, but influencers and and other great people who are doing cool stuff on the social medias.
0: You can go your own way. You inspired me again, Mr. Travis, right? Hey, thank you. And in our final story for this edition, man, it's been hard to come up with the songs here this is on forbes the future of crypto and blockchain in the nba are you a basketball fan travis you know
1: i went to school at the university of kansas and uh, james naismith was the creator of basketball he was our first coach like he created basketball in massachusetts and then you know they started to pick up and basically he created basketball as a as a sport for people to do at the YMCA during wintertime when it's too cold outside. So he he created a couple, you know, peach baskets and and said, hey, and took a ball and let's throw it in here and let's do this and and became the game of basketball. So I'm a big fan of basketball, mostly just college basketball because Kansas City does not have an NBA team but I really love the Kansas Jayhawks, so I I do love basketball.
0: Rock Chalk. In this article by Joe Barnathan on Forbes, he says that last week the Mavs became the second team in the NBA to accept Bitcoin as a form of payment for tickets and merchandise. They announced a partnership with a company called Limpo, the first blockchain fitness app currently in the U.S. The Kings in Sacramento became the first team back in 2014 to accept crypto, and I guess the Kings are mining ethereum now as well so you know i don't know if teams are going to be developing their own coins along the roads here if there's going to be you know fan-based tokens the article suggests that fans could win laker bucks or clipper coin from various giveaways so who knows what creative ways we're going to see and i think that uh,
1: fan loyalty man fan loyalty is huge right so it's like you get enough Clipper coins and you get the opportunity to have a sit down with one of your favorite players or something. or you get to have a video call with them? Like there's so many opportunities when you when you start bringing in loyalty. And not only this, Mr. Jokom, this is not a story that's, that's on on this. But um, it's interesting is that there's a lot of NFL players out there like Russell Okung and a few other guys who are like, pay me my salary in Bitcoin. I want to be paid in Bitcoin. And we're going to start seeing that happening more and more as time rolls on, I believe.
0: And the only song that comes to mind is an old Cheech and Chong song, "Basketball Jones." Do you remember that one?
1: Got a basketball Jones, <laughs> got a basketball Jones, so baby, ooh, ooh, ooh.
0: yeah. Go to Spotify, look that up, enjoy. You're welcome. You know, you can thank us later if you want to, but but you're welcome. Well, there you go. That is going to wrap up this bad news episode, delivered under budget and on schedule with all of the song references, somebody, maybe one of you out there in the Republic could build us a Spotify playlist of every song referenced. That would be super cool. And mail us the link to that Spotify playlist at badcryptopodcast at gmail.com. In fact, I think there should just be uh, an ongoing playlist of every song that we ever reference on the show.
1: Yeah, you know, that's one cool thing that 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 uh, Matthew Aaron of Crypto 101 would do. He would ask them, like, what's your favorite song when you have a guest on? And he would add their favorite song. So we could do something similar to that and then add all the little random songs that uh, – we sing song along when we're doing this.
0: He's not we doing, he's at- not doing um, crypto 101 anymore. I'm not exactly sure yeah. what happened. He's traveling the world. I, you know, we're friends on Facebook and I see all the places he's going and there's some new hosts. I don't know. Uh, I haven't listened to these guys yet. And I don't know, you know, what the listeners, I, I know that if you and I were to disappear from bad crypto, as far as I'm concerned, bad crypto would cease to be.
1: Yeah. I don't know how you can sell your personalities and give your show to somebody else i just don't know how that works
0: i don't have a personality to sell i don't <laughs> it's true you really don't
1: well folks thank you so much again if you have not subscribed take a moment to subscribe or burn us with fire just get rid of us and never click again oh don't do that that would hurt
0: it burns <laughs> it burns fire yeah. that's like, what, what was the song Fire. Da-da-da. Man, I so, next to your fire. So many songs from the '60s and '70s—that just reveals how old we are. Uh, but hey, well, the- it's just actually
1: the best music. Like my my kids love listening to music from the '60s and '70s, from like '64 to to '74, '73, something like that. Great, great music. Amazing.
0: Rock on, folks. We appreciate you. Don't forget to stay bad. Who's bad?